Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello, this is Ken Roshan live in the D.C. area in the good old U.S. of A. I didn't know if I was going to be going to Canada today, so I will be representing the United States for the entire 24 hours. I was going to head up and do a Mo Monday show, which is uh, like a TED Talk up in the Toronto area, and I was really excited about that. And then God, uh, God just said, you know what? You're going to clean the house and find something that is very important that you need to tend to, and that's a good old uh, court thing that I am. I am on the side of the Maryland, Maryland versus a, a person, and I am a witness. So I have to say, Dr. Perkins, isn't it strange how I was actually having things happen inside my head and just saying, this feels like weird. And all of a sudden it became clear. Like, well, you know, that is energy. And the one law of the universe is energy. And I've said that since before I knew what energy was. So, Well, you travel a lot. And isn't it like 1%, maybe 2 and high as high as 3% of the time you get this thing like, this doesn't feel exactly right. Something's a little off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and when that happens, you got to listen to it because well, undoubtedly something is off. Well, there's a couple of things that were, uh, I guess, weird about this is normally when I fly into a place, I'm right next to the place. It's a little Uber ride, maybe maybe 50 bucks. They said there's no Uber ride going from U.S. to Canada and you're going to have to rent a car and it's a th two and a half hour drive. And so I was just going to make it there minutes before I got to speak. And I was like, you know, this all feels like it's stress. And, and then the court thing that just came in, it was almost like, oh, so this is what I, I was supposed to find to have clarity. Yeah. That's that's interesting. But you for know, those of you who are going to Mo Mondays, how it works. Yep. For those of you going to Mo Mondays, there's going to be some great people, great speakers. Fortunately, they have five, and uh, so they have a full house of speakers, TED Talkers, uh, and I, I, they're not TED Talkers; they're TED Talk esque talkers. So it's it's not a copy of TED Talk; it's something kind of unique. So go to MoMondays.com. You'll see some great information. Um, I hope to be invited again. I think I will. I mean, this is obviously a legitimate excuse. And maybe, Karen, you and I are supposed to go to Mo, Mo Monday together. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, I actually invited them because of the situation to, to come on and do a cameo just to share the event. But uh, I guess they have their hands full with the event today. So how are you? I know you're phenomenal that you told me, but I want you to let the audience know how you are. You know what? I couldn't be better. If I were any better, I'd be you. Or I'd be your son that's got all of his fabulous books that came out last week for the Black Friday sale. That was awesome. Well, I am I am so excited about your new book. I know uh, this book is a fun book for you. And you, you had to get it out of your system. And I, and I know how that feels. Every 10 books I do, I, I do a silly book. I've done a book called... Um, quick solutions to world problems. Okay. And, it, and, it's, oh, yeah. and it's four pages long. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the cover and the back cover, are two of the pages. Uh, I, I love that. The, uh, I, I love the one that's like everything men know about women. Oh, that's I think a great one. What it was called. And it was just blank pages. 
Yeah, you know what? Since we have a little, we have a little time today to have some fun, right? Because you, since your book is fun, I think this is uh, the the idea is that we're supposed to really bring a, le- a little extra comedy today. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you books, but we're obviously going to go into your book as well. So let's let's hide your book. I have that ready to go, um, and then we're going to tell the audience who you are. As you know, the uh, this this. Um, Amplified is about amplifying the life of leaders who inspire hope and create community. So the first thing we're going to talk about in the segment is who are you? Who is Dr. Perkins? And how'd you find your purpose? How'd you create that? And how does it impact the world? So that's going to be our segment one. But I do want to, since I alluded to quick solutions and your book is really a fun book, I'm going to bring that book on real quick. All right. So here is quick solutions to world problems. All right. Can you see it? Oh, I love that. I'm going to share it. There it is. So it's quick solutions to world problems. And we have, of course, addiction. We have discrimination. We have traffic. And so the next page is more reading than the entire book. This page about the author is more reading than the entire book. Then you have (laughs) this page here. And then you have, of course, our sponsors. And then, and then you're, now you're finally halfway done with the book. Right now you're halfway done with the book. It is addiction discrimination traffic and are you ready for the answers i'm ready okay addiction discrimination traffic the solutions are addiction just stop it discrimination just accept people and traffic just go see and that is the end of the book that is the end of the book it's quick solutions to world problems (laughs) i love it that is awesome we have to get you a copy yeah I said I I didn't I didn't know about it, Kim, because I'd kind of been in a cave for a short time. Now that I'm out of that cave, I need to get a copy of that. You know, I want to do a hardback version, but apparently you have to have more than two pages in between the hardback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. So I, I love it. I don't have a bio handy and maybe you sent it, maybe you didn't, but I, I feel like I know you. I just wanna I just wanna go off the cuff today. You so, just go off the cuff. So first of all, dear audience, um, I was calculating. I'm somewhere around 300 shows on Voice American. You know Jeff Spinard, right? Uh, he was yeah. he's yeah. So he he passed unfortunately during the pandemic. And pretty much every show, I always uh, give a gratitude and I always say what he means to me. He was the guy who had the vision that created the platform. And if this platform didn't exist, I can't actually guarantee I would have done 300 of these event, uh, types of podcasts because yeah. his platform meant something to me. And so. Um, you mean a lot to me too, because I met you at Speaking Empire and we were fast friends. We were silly friends. I mean, right out of the gate, we were doing funny interviews and I think you have some of the recordings of those. Maybe we'll put them up as, uh, on the, on the the links so people can see. I'll have to find them. Yeah. I've got them somewhere. We have some hysterical ones. Yeah. We created created skits like in less than a minute and the, and it showed. Well, it was all playing off of each other off the cuff. And yeah. you're so easy to play off of. And and you just, man, you'd come up with them. And uh, it, it reminded me of the Carol Burnett show. Right. You know, where they would do things and you could see them trying to keep a straight face if they go. <laughs> well, and like, remember, I, I remember, like, I think something like this. Like, you'd say, well, you know, tell the audience who you are. And I go, Dr. Perkins, that's a very personal question. I did not know we were going this deep. You know, <laughs> it yeah, really yeah. awkward. <laughs> and, and what what do you like about the event? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, avoiding avoiding any yeah. content or any any value, right? <laughs> what, what what part of it was the best aha for you? Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. 
Yeah, there were so there's or or I just went on and on about there were so many and I just and it would be so vague. Oh, yeah, you so did vague. that. Oh yeah, there's so many. You know, there was the one in the beginning. I can't put and, and I can't put them in the a word. And, yeah. <laughs> and and I I just I I can't express how yeah they they there were so many. If I recall the first time uh, I didn't tell you I was going to do it, so you were really. Um, Maybe a little surprised that I was. Extremely surprised. <laughs> and then, and then we went and did a bunch more because I said, "Let's yeah. have something." Because, well, the reason we did it was for Dave, uh, Dave Van yeah. Hoos. Yeah. It was his event, and it was uh, Dustin, Dustin Matthews, and I said, "You know, they they have to watch these to pick which ones. Let's give them to watch some fun, some entertainment." Oh yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of backing up and explaining uh for years i did their vip interviews so all mm -hmm. of their clients that came through that were vips i interviewed them on their businesses and so we gave shout outs to all of these people and um so you i was doing an interview with you because of course you are a vip um and you were there helping them with with photography and things because you are the world's greatest photographer and like you said that first time i'm thinking okay this is going to be thing he's going to tell me all about keep smiling and we're gonna and i sat down and and you just said well that's a real personal question i i didn't know we were gonna go that deep <laughs> and i think i said we're live now or yeah. something like that and you're like yeah that's still really personal <laughs> I'm like, okay and I was confused because I thought uh, VIP stood for either a very important photographer or a very important pest. And so I was I was elected to be a pest, I think. <laughs> no, you were just, you were fun. And you, you know, we've had our serious moments and talks, but for the most part, we have a lot of fun together. And we do a lot of serious work and people forget sometimes to see the fun side of life. And uh, I know, especially with me, they forget that, oh, yeah, she she does have a fun side. Um, she's very serious about what she does, but she has a fun side. Well, when your serious work is about making, bringing joy to the world, it's a fun, it's yeah. a fun. And so, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it, but it, it, we've, we're very serious about the purpose of causing the world to wake up, embrace love, embrace joy, and, and basically really, really enjoy the human being spirit and the experience my friend susan pilkington i'm sure you remember susan she says that what i teach people is how to wake up every morning feeling like they've had the best sex of their life <laughs> and it's like what but she's like well your whole purpose is to make people find their purpose and their joy so when they wake up in the morning they're excited for yet a new day and she says what a better way to explain it and i just went okay <laughs> now well, every time I think about it, I think, okay, now if people could wake up like that every morning, that they yeah. would be, they would be happy. <laughs> so um, I know so, I did so, say that well, already. Yeah, well, no, 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 you're good because uh, because it's live and it's and it's also on uh, Facebook. It's really good. So anyway, I just yeah. came up with some uh, more VIPs. So uh, very important, Pilkington. Very important Perkins, and I came up with the I came up with a segue for Pilkington. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. VIPP. Very important private parts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I 
because that's what she's saying. <laughs> that's what she's saying. She's just going to go, I can't believe you tattled on me. Actually, she'll be laughing going, really, Karen? Really? <laughs> that's as far as you can um, go? You couldn't go any further? That's what she's going to say. Well, she She's a very serious woman with her work. Yeah. Um, I mean, she gets she's serious and she's very professional. But I'll tell you what, that woman's a cut up left and right. <clears throat> left and right, she's a cut up. But, you know, she she gets focused on her work and she makes sure that it's it's done right. And I love her for that. Well, and we, you're we, the same way with your your books and your photography. You get focused on that and you make sure it's done right. Right. In fact, I think I was one of your first books. Was I the first one? That was first, you were uh you were in the there's over 300 now and you were in yeah. the first, you were in the first five i'm going to say at least yeah. yeah i was i was one of the beginning it was ones, the women, uh, women empowerment one actually no speaker it was speaker it was a speaker yeah, speakers one. speaker and uh that to me is my claim to fame oh, by the way i think you were the first speaker one i do think that's possible you were the yeah. first speaker one uh we have a show to do oh and okay I, and I, and well, like, let's do our well, show I want to, well, you're in Dose of Hope, so I want, we're, we're going to let people know that you're in Dose of Hope and what your story was you shared there, but you've also done a lot since that that story. I mean, a lot has happened uh, to you, for you, and with you, right? Right. And you're not calling in from the United States, if I recall. No, no, no. I'm calling in from the beach of Chipe Bay, outside of Salinas, Ecuador. So and you can I am, kind of, well, you can kind of I tell am, the background. Dr. Perkins. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, very cool. Very cool. I uh well, the beach is in front of me, so the background is my wall. And mm -hmm. I like this because this is our brain and our spirit and our soul all rolled together. So that's not my new uh logo, but I, I like the it's it's cerebrally imaging. it's cerebrally tantalizing. There you go. <laughs> cerebrally tantalizing. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would come up with that. <laughs> so, Karen, my friend, my buddy, um, and and I will make a declaration. Uh, my sister, the one I'm going to do lots of wonderful things with next year. 2024 is our year. Do you think? Do you feel That's it? That's right. I feel it. So we, we both had to it. grow, and then we reconnect, and we are different people for each other, and we're going to cause way bigger impact and way more abundance for all who encounter us. Yeah. So let us start and bring people to, some people know you, some people have uh, had seen you on the show because you have been on before, but this is uh, this is a new perspective. So we're going to go through the first part a little faster because we've also had a lot of fun uh, using up some time and sharing some laughter. So if you'd be so kind as to make up maybe a three-minute brief on where you were born, what your childhood was like, and what defining moment happened in your childhood that brought you to who you are today. How about that for a three-minute all right. I was born in a old folks home. And it, truly it is now. It wasn't when I was born. <laughs> it was a hospital then. I was born in Utah, in Murray, Utah, just outside of Salt Lake. Um, and I was a sixth of eight children. And funny enough, I was the oddball out. So I was tolerated my whole life. Um, Basically, that was it. I was tolerated. I wasn't part of any one of the groups until my baby sister was born. And that's a whole nother story. She's 10 years younger than me. Um, Why weren't you tolerated? But, 
Huh? Why was I tolerated? Why why were you I mean tolerate's an interesting word. Why were you tolerated? I, they just didn't really want much to do with me, but I was there, so yes, we have to tolerate her. So so you weren't bullied, but you also were kind of dismissed a bit. I I was dismissed. I yeah. it, there was some bullying, but that's more now as an adult, but that's But then you stopped bullying people. Then you stopped, but then you stopped bullying people. Um <laughs> actually Sadly, we talk about the Karens. I was the second grader that stood on the street corner and beat the sixth graders up for their lunch money. I am not proud of that, but that kind of gives you an idea of the mindset that I had for survival as a kid. Um, and I thought I had a normal average life. And, and in fact, I, I thought it was normal and average until about 15 years ago when I realized yeah, there were some things that were not normal and not average, but I still well, had give, a great childhood. Example. Well, give an example. And before you do, um, I'm going to make a, a guess, uh, an epiphany guess as to you 15 years ago saying, scratching your red hair and saying, maybe their lunch money was for lunch and it was their lunch, not mine. Was that yeah. the epiphany? <laughs> that was the epiphany. <laughs> that was the epiphany. The epiphany was when I wanted to leave my first husband and I was told that if I left that I would be kicked out of the family and they would keep him. That's that's a rude awakening. And uh Thanks you know, it it was said in jest and in fun, but that had kind of been what it was like growing up. Yeah. And uh and I I don't have any animosity toward any of these people, but they're they're no longer part of my life because, as you know, you've got a cancer, you got to cut it out and get rid of it. You got to 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 move on, and and they're great people in their own way and in their own life, and I wish them nothing but joy and happiness. But they were toxic for me, so they they have uh, had the blessing and opportunity to move on and grow in their own way. All right. And moving past the good old childhood, uh, where did you go to school? What kind of, what were your, what were your parents like? Did they uh, cause you to, did you learn something from them that you apply today? Much. Um, my dad was, you either loved him or you hated him. Most people loved and adored him. Um, and my mom just was the, the epitome of everybody wanted to be just like her. Uh, and both of them from the outside, everybody wanted to be just like them. Um, my mom, she she has a good heart. She's bullied by some of my siblings and does what they tell her to do. But outside of that, she's got a great heart. So I learned a lot from them. But again, that was, uh, I was tolerated. So we'll just leave that in the past. And well, they're great people. And I learned great things from them. And I learned some great things not to do. So you, you have me working on uh, an epiphany statement that I don't know if I'll get it by the end of the show or if I'll even get it today, but I, I want to share it with you. So okay. I learned things from people like you and they actually turn into potentially a unique quote or a unique way of looking at life. So you said that a lot of people tolerated you. And so you don't really have relationships with them because they were kind of holding you back. And what I came up with is those that help you grow, you grasp. And those that hold you back, you fold or you take off the age, they're old. They're just, they're the past. Isn't that cool? Yeah. 
That is cool. And you wrote that down so you can send it to me, right? I did. Yes, I did. It's it's written down here. Yes, I got to polish it a little bit, but I like it. I, I think I think we should put that in in Robert's book, The Art of Connection. Well, you know, I have the Art of Connection, and my son, uh, being the clever boy that he is, he actually uh, went through every single part oh, of this. Look at that. That's mine in that one. Well, he went through. Yeah, this is your book. Yeah. And, um, and he went through every single one and he took a picture of the picture and he scanned the text and he made it enterable into my database so I could make connections. And oh, how awesome. you, ha- you have the silk book. The other ones are uh, gloss. So you have a really nice version here. And I love the microphone, which is yeah, so you. Yeah. And obviously international bestseller. Um, you know. Yeah. And the new yeah, one's coming I- up. You're in the new one, right? I am and, coming and out in another month or two. Yeah, and off the record, I don't think this jinx things when you talk about something that's not solidified, but I'm gonna talk about it to manifest it. How about that? I am talking to both of them, Natalie McQueen and Robert W. Jones, to request that we reopen this book for a second edition where we add another hundred people and open this back up so we can make the book because I want to take this book on the road. And guess yeah. why I can't guess why I can't take this book on the road? Well, I don't have, you I don't have supposed- anything to do with it. You were supposed to be in it. I know, and I know. That, so, that's a whole other story we don't need to get into, but you were however, supposed to be that, in it. But that's another God thing, though. Yeah. It, like, it, it couldn't not be a conversation that didn't come up at some point because it's supposed to happen. That's all. Well, and I really think everything that happens in our life, we have two choices. We can whine and wallow if it's bad, or we can say, hey, that was the pits and uh, learn from it. And, you know, I get caught in the wine and wallow once in a while, but for the most part, you learn from it. And it, what you learn, you can help other people with. And what you learn makes you a better person. And, you know, I go back and, and I look at my past and there are things that I think, man, I wish I'd have done that differently. But in reality, had I done it differently, I would not have grown into the person that I'm grown into and or there were people along the way that I helped. I didn't even know I was helping because they could see that there was a way through it. Um, Right. That's something that I don't think most of us realize. And and I used to teach years ago and I'm going to start teaching it again, is that every single one of us have a minimum of six people watching us at any given moment wishing they would be just like us and we forget that we just think oh no they just saw i did something stupid they saw that i tripped at the minneapolis airport and went i did that and i landed on the top of my head how do you roll on your face and go up to the top of your head and back down i was a weeble that wobbled Um, you know this is funny you said weeble that wobble and you also caused me to say, I cannot say epiphany because you were saying all these W's. And so I'm going to say wisdom. Are you ready for the wisdom from the Weeble Wobbler name? Yeah. Something happens to you and you either you whine and wallow. Okay. Or you have wine and you win. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you win. Regardless, you win. Yeah, you and win. That's what it is. is. It's, it's turning it into a win. 
Yes. And that doesn't mean horrible things don't happen to people. Horrible, horrible things happen to people. <laughs> and that's one of the things, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, you can have a heavy heart and still choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. You can be terribly sad about something. And you can be and you should be. I mean, we talk about that in my book, Emotional uh, Power. You know, you got to feel those feelings and feel them fully because until you have felt the feeling fully, you can't process it and move beyond. And you're sad, be sad, cry, you're angry, go ahead and kick a punching bag, not a dog. That is wrong and not a person. That is wrong. But, you know, be angry, scream and yell, but do it for a short time. And that goes back to my W, wallow. Don't wallow. Mm-hmm. You know, if, but you got to feel it fully once you've felt it. Guess what? You can tell your mind, I felt it. And your mind will let it go. We got to go to break, young lady. So we have sponsors. We have the Umbrella Syndicate. Yay. We have Perfect Publishing. We have you. We have Kenny. And we have the God, Keystone. I love Kenny. And uh, I want to say that every bad thing that I've ever had happen to me because of the philosophy of wine and win, which didn't mean I necessarily drank wine every time, but I, I, I celebrated that something must good must come out of it. Every single one, my mom, I became an author and then eventually a publisher. My, my pandemic, I became a PhD. And I also had my son do his first book that led him to 12 books. And right now I'm going through the winds of what it is to have my brother uh, pass and what that's what the winds will come out of that. Because I've, I have looked at life as it even be more precious than before. Like I will guard time now before time had to be evaluated. Now I guard it. So we'll be back in a minute or two. And I, we're going to go deep with uh, what happened that you spun into wine. How about that, Dr. Perkins? So cliffhanger, we'll see you in two minutes. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at theumbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. Segment two, we're going deep into pranks and what you do to create wine and wins. I do want to take a little commercial break and just say that, Karen, I can't wait to get a copy of this book because we're going to have you back and we're going to do a a prank volume two. And uh, it might even be, uh, you know what? It might be Dr. Perkins and Dr. Smiley pranks, pranks for you. Oh, you know what? Why don't we do that? I Mm -hmm. think that would be awesome. It would be well, a blast. I was just on Barry Shores. He's my mentor. And yeah. he's the one who handed me a card seven years ago. And he gave me this card. And we- weird thing, I've never been on a show. He called me uh, after Thanksgiving and said, I'd like to have you on the show. Well, Kenny was available because he wasn't in school. So we did a show together last uh, last week. So that was fun. Oh, how awesome. And then I want to introduce you to this guy. You would love this guy. His name is Brian Kent, Dr. Brian Kent. Uh-huh. The art and artist for relationship. Uh, <clears throat> big shout out to our warrior women, Desiree Cruz. She's got her second yes. volume coming out. In, Desiree's in- awesome. And we have this bad boy here. We're, we're working on the deck of cards, so it's actually going to be a playing deck. You pick the card, you pick the chapter, so you actually play. Uh, the, and the cards. I love it. Very pretty cards. And then a little shout out to my brother, J.R. Spear, who has a wonderful organization, BLN, Business Leaders Network. And we have the new version of this. And my last commercial break is this gentleman here. When I see you or if I just need to mail it to you, I have got to send this to you. This is one of the fun, most Mark Twain-ish books I have seen. That is not Mark Twain. I want to show you how good it is. First of all, look at how big it is. Holy cats. That's a big size book. Well, why don't you pick, uh, why don't you pick a couple numbers, okay? So pick a number between uh, 573, 1 and 573. Oh, 494. 494, okay. 494. And if you had a page, if you had a book with you, I'd tell you to read. Okay, so here you go. Mud on your boots is the badge of an adventure lived. All right, now I'm going to just arbitrarily pick one and see what happens. The cowboy is timeless in the stories of yesterday and the wisdom of today. And let's see. And the best sermons are lived, not preached. I mean, every single page is fun. Every single page is fun. So, Dr. Perkins, we have a book to discuss, but before we do, we want to take a, a give an example to the audience of how you created the, the polish of you in having things happen. Because, you know, William Paul Young, who had a horrific childhood, Frank Shankwitz, who had a horrific childhood, they both said the same things on my show. They said... I'm sorry to say, or I'm 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 happy to say that without that childhood, I didn't I wouldn't have what I have, and I wouldn't have done what I did. Yeah. And so, movies were created out of their horrific journey and That's based true. on your story. So uh, go for I, it. I can't say it was horrific. It was just not. I I, I have very few memories of my home life before the. Well, age it doesn't have to be a home life. It can be any challenge yeah. you had, but, and what you did to turn it into a yeah. win. But we did. We turned into a win. And, you know, I learned my biggest lesson. And and I'll tell the story as quickly as I can because I can get long-winded. I learned the most from my sister, Heather, my my baby sister, Heather, 10 years younger than me. And 
you know, you meet those people that everybody loves, period. There is no other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Heather just had a heart of gold. Everybody, everybody loved. And um, all Heather wanted to do is grow up, get married, have lots of babies. And she grew up, got married two weeks out of high school, but she didn't have lots of babies. She ended up having a condition um, from events from her childhood and, and medical events that um, prevented her from carrying a child to term. So in the first five years of her marriage, she had 11 miscarriages. And I tell you, I was angry at God, the universe, and whomever else, because if anybody deserved to have a child and have what they want, it was Heather. And uh, she, she would say, Karen, I have a heavy heart, but I choose to be happy. And she was. She was truly a happy person, had a heavy heart. But she spent those five years writing children's songs, poems, and books, and playing with other people's kids and babysitting and and just being a lovely, lovely person that she is. And finally, she got pregnant with little Michael Ryan. Well, because of complications and because, you know, things going on, she ends up in bed during her pregnancy. Well, now, I really got upset with this one because that's just not fair. It's lonely. It's boring. It's painful. I mean, you just, I, I, I ended up in bed with my last pregnancy. I'll tell you, it was the worst. And I just went and I was telling her, oh, my gosh, it's, well, it's so bad. And, blah, blah. and she went, whoa, 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 Karen, I can focus on those things and it will just make me more uncomfortable or I can do something to be active and productive and find happiness. So she spent that time she was in bed with Michael writing love letters to her friends and family, writing poems and books, looking things up for people. You know, she was looking things up on the Internet for folks. And long story short, she wasn't bored and lonely because people actually wanted to come visit her. Mm. I was miserable. People didn't want to come visit me. Go figure. Uh, You know, imagine how that works. Well, finally, she had Michael. He was born one month early, exactly to the due date. And because of the being early and the complications, he ends up in NICU, um, in the you know prenatal ICU unit for, oh gosh, first three weeks or so of his life. And again, I was furious with God, the universe, who else? How could they do this to her? You know, she's, and she went, whoa, Karen, I choose to love my son now. I choose to enjoy him now. And she played with him in the incubator. When he was sleeping, she would go up to pediatrics or geriatrics and read them stories and books. Scrapbooking. She had three scrapbooks done the day before he turned a month old. My Hmm. youngest will be 40 soon, and I've not yet started his. Something's wrong with that picture. (laughs) It's so... um, day before he turned a month old, she was going up to my parents. My dad's health was bad, and he'd come up to the VA hospital. And they had arranged to come up to the VA hospital when Michael was due. And uh, and that happened to be just about when he's turned a month old. And so they were up at my brother's house up in the canyons, and she was going up to the canyons to visit him when a car decided to pass on a blind curb while speeding and killed Heather and Michael instantly. That was the moment that my life changed forever. And I still get into my stages of whining. But 
she lived a happy life. She lived more life in her short time than more most of us live in a hundred years. And even though it was so short, she knew it was coming. We'd had talks about it. And she's had everything all pre- prepared. She knew. Hmm. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But she had everything prepared, those three scrapbooks. One was for her husband. One was for my mom. And one was for her mother-in-law. <clears throat> she had this complete scrapbooks done for Michael's whole life. And she chose to be happy. And if anyone had a right to not be happy, it was her. She had bad things happen left and right. But she chose to be happy. And I realized at that point, I had to choose to be happy. And what really solidified it was this happened on a Sunday. Monday morning, I went to my mailbox and pulled out a pink envelope that had a smudge of chocolate on it because she liked to eat chocolate. And uh, it was a love letter she had written me. And I realized that's the last time I'll get a love letter from her. And I couldn't remember when the last time was I had sent her a love letter or anyone for that matter. And I realized I have to start living and loving. I have to start allowing people to love me. And I need to share love and happiness with the world. And I realized my purpose was, and she taught me this, my purpose was to see that people live a happy life no matter what. And that they find joy and they find happiness and they find love. And that doesn't mean they can't have a heavy heart. Have a heavy heart. Do what you can to mend that heavy heart. But just because you have a heavy heart doesn't mean you can't have a happy life. It means one part of that life is not what you would like it to be. And again, if it's relationships, you get rid of them. And and that's what I told you, you know, I went to a cave about, gosh, three years ago because I had allowed myself some relationships, friendships and whatnot that were toxic. And I wasn't where I realized I needed to let go of that toxicity. And I found myself in a deep funk and a deep depression. And I kept hearing Heather saying, Karen, find your happiness, find your happiness. And the more she told me that, the more I rebelled. Have you ever been told something and rebelled against it? Just Well, it depends what I'm being told, but yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you're like, I know, just leave me alone. I like being unhappy. Um, you know, and sometimes well, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject something. You uh you know, we both did our, our, our extra education. I did my doctorate work in philosophy entrepreneurology with a focus on the effect smiles has on business success. And so in the end, I came up with that. I haven't seen any uh, thing that disproves it, but businesses that focus on smiles and not money don't only prosper, but they have enjoyable longevity. They don't get tired. And so I want to just say, I'm tying in what you said earlier with what I just said now, which is misery loves company, but company does not love misery. Happiness loves company and company loves happiness because it's associated with how many smiles you're having in your life added to your life. Yeah. Well, and 20 minutes of smiling is equivalent to five minutes of laughter. Five minutes of laughter heals, heals, period. And you've seen the studies, people that are, 
you know, in in the hospital recovering from various things, cancer, and broken legs, I mean, everything. And those that can laugh and joke and have fun heal. And uh, or if they don't heal, they at least have a better end of their life. And uh, so yeah, anyway, I found myself. Go ahead. I was going to say there's quality of life. But to your point, my son has heard me speak about this and and converse, et cetera. And he on Barry's show, Barry says, is there something that you've you know learned that you want to share with the audience? And he says, yes. Um, when you smile, you start creating chemicals like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. He says, those are your happy chemicals that keep you well. He says, if you don't smile, you're actually potentially going to create cortisol, which is your unwell chemical. And he said that. On the air. I mean, I was He's so like, proud. what, 10 years old? <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> well, see, and, and that's just it. You're setting that wonderful example. And he's a child that's already started the ripple effect of changing the world. And and I don't say that because of what he just said, but because it's a fact. I mean, he's written healthy Barry books. Barry said that you are the ripple and you have given me more hope about the world because you are the ripple. And he's written yeah. 12. That's his 12th book right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, and by the I, way, I love, go ahead. By the way, just, uh, when people hear these written 12 books, they go, really? He's written 12? No, he really, he really researched them. He really learned them and he really started writing his own material. Uh, so it, it's, see, it's, and it's, that's a, that's a tribute to his dad. Well, thank you. And, and his mom. I, I just don't know his yes. mom very well, but I know how fabulous his dad is. Well, his mom is wonderful but, too. Yeah. That, I hear that. But I know you. I am. Um, anyway, long story short, I allowed myself to get in a deep funk and depression. I had somebody cyber stalking me and, and bullying my friends. And so I went and lived in a cave, basically. Um, not a real cave, but metaphorical cave. And I woke up one day and it was one of those when somebody shakes you. Have you ever had somebody come in your room and shake you awake? And they call you by name. And I had somebody say, Karen, and shake me. And I rolled over to see who in the heck it was. And there was no one there. And I knew who it was. And I had the most warm feeling come over me. And it was, you've taken your time to wallow. You've taught people for 20 some odd years now not to wallow. Pull yourself out. Get up and get on and that's when I said you're right it's time to move on and I went and I worked with the shamans and as you know I was ordained a shaman uh gosh in September first non-indigenous shaman that the Setula tribe have ever had and uh, well, hey Karen you'll always be indigenous to me thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh I love what you. a sweet thing to say to somebody <laughs> indigenous just to my own group uh, <laughs> but not to their tribe uh, but I, I just I've had so many new things come up because of that funk had I not allowed myself and I say allowed because everything we do we either allow ourselves or we stop ourselves had I not allowed myself to get into that deep funk I wouldn't have remembered how bad it can be for people and I, I wouldn't have remembered those things. And now I've been able to pull myself out and start a whole new relaunching everything that I knew and did and have have done. Plus adding in talents that 
I always had but didn't know they were talents. They were things I thought everyone could do. I don't know if you knew that I can look people in the eyes and tell them all kinds of things about their past and present and once mm. in a while their future. I thought everyone did that. No. And it wasn't until a few years back and, and my husband said, uh, no, that's weird. Not <laughs> everyone can do that. And I went, they can't. And that was one of the things that the shamans and I worked on was getting in touch with that. But I just, I'm able to to see those things. And and I I do see, you know, and there's some people that go into the woo-woo and don't like it. They won't like hearing this, but it's a fact. I do see people who are not physically among us on this earth. And and I feel them and I hear them. They don't stop and say, other than Heather waking me up, they don't stop and say, hey, let me tell you a story today. But there are times where somebody needs to hear something and I'll say something to them and I have no idea where it came from. And it's like, this is not me because it's nothing I know anything about. And later they'll say, yeah, my mom used to tell me those kinds of things. And I'm like, oh, that's who was telling me. Because I, I'm hearing it in my mind and I'm thinking, I'm thinking it, but I'm not thinking it. Somebody's whispering it to me or yelling it sometimes. Hey, Karen, are you and ready so, to talk about the pranks? I, oh, the, I am. We're running, we're running out of time. So I want to say well, that there's well, something right out of time. Let yeah. me say, I've got all this serious stuff, but in the serious stuff, I realize you got to have fun and see the humor in life and being a Karen we all know that Karens have got a bad rep right now and most of us deserved it there was a time where I did and I I'm always telling people oh you want to get even do this and I give them some of the pranks and so that's <laughs> where Susan and I were talking last summer and somebody had done something and I said oh let me tell you what you need to do all right and we're going to go in that I'm book totally we're going to show it off totally I want to I want to say that um, I'm writing so many good notes. I might almost have a bu have a book with you halfway done here. So I, here's a quote: "There's a little indigenous in all of us." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh. you know, uh, there's this thing I used to say: um, "You know what uh, all of us have in common? I mean, the entire human race. You know what we all have in common? What? We're we're unique." <laughs> all right. So here is the lovely book that is. Uh, to be talked about, enjoyed. This is the cover, and I'm going to speed through some of these things just so that people can see how cool this book is. And we're going to go right to, oh, and then, of course, the legal notice and uh, the warning of being responsible with your pranks. Okay, so um, love the illustrations. I mean, so much fun. If you don't like to read, you're going to have fun just looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's obviously an easy read. Each prank's like a short paragraph and not even, you know, a few sentences. Yeah, it's fun stuff. And I, I didn't have to use a dictionary for most of the words. I knew most of them. So this is there's some really good stuff here. So tell us, uh, uh, tell us a prank. Tell us something that uh, gives us well, an example. One of my, oh, yeah, this one, the feathers in the fan. Um one of my favorite pranks is you get to the, uh, there it is, bathroom humor, that one right there. Put spaghetti noodles, you know, the while they're still hard, put the noodles in the toothpaste and the moisture will make them expand and get soggy. So they go to squeeze their toothpaste and spaghetti comes exploding out. <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of funny. The other fun one with, this, with toothpaste is um, put some glitter in it. They will have a sparkly smile for the oh, whole wow. day, and there's nothing they can do to get rid of it. So did you have a lot of pranks played on you? Is that kind of 
part of it? I had a lot of pranks played on me. And I used to, because, you know, I was six of eight kids. I had four brothers. One was a year younger and the other four or three were older. Um, and they would do and say things. And I used to get accused in junior high of laying awake at night coming up with comebacks. And it was like, well, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, (laughs) I got to be on my toes. You say something, I'm going to come back because I have to be on my toes because I live with this 24-7. And if I don't come back, then it gets worse. Um, But, yeah, I did a lot of pranks. But I was also a dorm mom. Um, Had 210 girls in my dorm. And there were girls that needed to be pranked. And... uh, the other girls would come down and say, okay, dorm mom, let's brainstorm. And so we would brainstorm and come up with pranks. Now, I do say prank responsibly. Not all pranks are funny. Um, and not everybody is is geared to to deal with being pranked. I mean, me, you, you, a balloon falls on my head and pops, I'm going to laugh. Um, somebody else that happens, and it may take him, put him in a meltdown and depression, and, and it could put him in a state of suicidal. And yeah, so, I, know, I, and I say that seriously. Well, and I and I'll say to that, and we got to go to rapid fire because I want people to hear the rap, the quick questions, the quick answers, to the quick questions. You know, favorite book, favorite movie, all that good stuff. Okay, we're going with that real soon. But I, I want to say that the higher your SPH is, the higher your smiles per hour, are, the more you probably enjoy pranks because they, you look at the fun in them and the humor in them. You don't look at the vicious and you look at the intentionality. If someone's having fun and they're being intentionally fun, that is, that is obviously innocent. So I would like to go to rapid fire right now with your permission. Rapid fire away. Okay. We got about two minutes. So uh, you just give the quickest answer so I can move to the next question. What book changed your life? The one I wrote, Emotional Power. Emotional power, okay? And it's on Amazon. Uh, what movie inspires you? Princess Bride. Isn't that a great one? Um, I love it. Who's someone you'd like to meet you haven't met? Richard Branson. Good call. Go to the island and everything, all right? Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what's a quote you live by? You can't get hit in the face with a tomato unless your head's above the crowd. That's a good one. <laughs> Kindness right. is the language the deaf can hear and the blind can read. And what song gets you going? What song? Um, Express Yourself, Madonna. Come on, girls. Do you believe in love? I've got something to sing about it. And that's the good. happy song, you know? Yeah, that's a good one. They're both great. The happy song. Um, and uh, what's what do you want for Christmas? My two front teeth. Um Actually, I just want to enjoy the season. I I never really cared what I got for Christmas as much as the anticipation of what somebody thought of that reminded them of me that they gave me. And so. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to share uh, something that I wasn't going to share with the world yet, but I've been designing for the last uh, couple of weeks, something called the Entrepreneur 100 challenge and it's a hundred days of doing a hundred things and those hundred things are like a hundred push-ups a hundred sit-ups you can do them any time in the day you can do five at a time you can do ten at a time but one of the things is you have to take uh, 10 minutes to pray and meditate okay another one is you have to take 10 minutes to be in gratitude in other words you actually text people and say i'm grateful for you and you tell them the reason why do you know that if you do that for a hundred days that's that's a 
that's crazy, but that's a thousand people you in effect talking about ripple, right? So I want to say you inspire me, Dr. Perkins, to come out of what I would call a hiding because declaration is the scariest thing you can do. Because when you say I will do a hundred sit-ups a day, I will do a hundred and you say it on the air like this, you're either full of it or you have to own the fact that you need to shift and you need to be the real deal. Well, people are going to be watching to make sure you do it. Exactly. Well, so, I'm going to invite you as one of the 100 people. We're giving 100 people an opportunity to do this as well if they'd like to. It's all free will. I'm, I'm on it. I'm okay. on it. And it starts whatever day you want, but it goes 100 days. So this is Ken Roshan on Amplified. We have Amplified Dr. Karen Perkins. She's such a beautiful soul. Happy that she came out of the cave. And that cave was needed for a sabbatical and introspection. So you come back a stronger prankster. <laughs> well, and and go to a dr-perkins.com. ROTC revenge of the Karen slash revenge underscore the underscore of the and we'll, underscore and we'll, put a, we'll put a link in there put too, the yeah. link in there but go yeah. and get the book and you will absolutely giggle your socks off and uh, the ebooks out now the the uh, heart not the hard cover but the uh, book book will be out in about another month and a half. Well, we got to so, we got to cut the show, unfortunately, but we did not cut the conversation. We'll have the conversation again in the future when the book is in my hand. We'll have you on for maybe a, a couple weeks just to share a prank a week. There you go. All I right. like that. This is Ken Rashawn and Amplified. Stay Amplified. If you know someone inspiring like Dr. Perkins, connect him with us. We want to amplify and ripple the world with positivity and smiles. Ciao, ciao. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.